Crossroad International Church podcast. We're so glad you joined us. It is our prayer that God will use this message to bring comfort to those who are hurting, give hope to those who find themselves in what seems to be a hopeless situation, and to encourage the one who is struggling through a difficult season of life. For more sermon audio, resources, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit CICKuwait.com. We'd love to hear from you. Serving and giving go hand in hand because when we serve, we are giving, and when we give, we are serving. So I'm going to talk today about serving and giving together. Serving and giving simply means spending yourself, spending your time, spending your gifts, spending your talents, spending your resources and spending your energy, spending all that you have for others. That's what serving and giving is. And Jesus is our example. Mark chapter 10, verses 42 to 45. But Jesus called them to himself, and he said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lard it over them, And their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his ransom, his life a ransom. For many. Pastor Mark Deaver said this, and it's a wonderful idea that sums up these verses. He said, Greatness in the eyes of Jesus is giving and serving the needs of others. Our service to others should be a result of an overflow of love from our hearts. Because of the love God has shown to us in Christ. In serving, our joy in Christ overflows with generosity. That's what unleashes ministry. An overflow of joy as we comprehend the incredible mercy of Christ. 2019 is the year that we have said we're going to get to know God better. Started it off with the prayer and fasting, and I hope during that time of concentrating on God, you got a little closer with Him and your relationship was deepened with Christ. Starting in a week or so, we're going to be talking about the attributes of God or the character of God to where we can learn to know Him better. And the more we know God, the more we stand in awe of his greatness and his mercy and his goodness and his love, and those things should touch our hearts to such a place that our desire is to serve and to give to others. Because I guarantee you, when you get close to God, you start forgetting about yourself 
and you start concentrating on others. See, Jesus left heaven and came to this earth not for himself, but for us, for others. Jesus ministered on earth to others. Jesus died on the cross for others. Jesus raised from the dead for others. And Jesus is seated in heaven today praying not for himself, but for us, for others. So out of an outflow of the goodness and the greatness of God, we want to serve and help others. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. As each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as the, with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. These two verses in 1 Peter, I think, give us a fairly compact and complete summary of New Testament service or New Testament ministry. I want to give you five simple principles or points out of these two scriptures. Number one, each Christian has received a gift to serve others. It's not just for the leadership. It's not just for church staff. Every Christian, every believer has been given a gift by God to serve the body of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, you have been given a gift. Now serve me. No. <laughs> the second thing is the gift is a result of God's grace. It's not because I've been great. It's not because I've been good. I remember in school, if I did really good at something, I would get a star on the paper. Well, we don't get a star on the paper in heaven because of something we've done. We get salvation because of what he's done, not what we have done. Amen? It's all by his grace. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I think about it, I'm just overwhelmed at God's grace. Look at who I am. Look at what I've done. And God still loves me. God still cares for me. God still watches out for me. You know, the Bible says, who is man that God would be mindful of him? Number three, we are responsible to use our gift. God didn't give it to us to waste it. God gave it to us to use it. Number four, we must use it for the benefit of others and for the glory of God and not for our own success. We use our gifts to help others and glorify God, not so that I can be something or somebody or something great. And lastly, number five, we should serve through God's strength. 
We can't do it in our own strength. We can only do it in the strength of God. So as a Christian, you need to understand there is a special manifestation of God's grace called a gift that has been given to each one of us that God holds us responsible to use to serve the body of Christ and even those that don't know him because that is what brings him glory. And our desire as believers is to bring glory to God. We don't meet here every Friday because there's nothing else to do. Well, I want to quote, there really isn't anything else to do, but, <laughs> but that's not the motivation, okay? We meet here every Friday to come together as the body of Christ to glorify our Heavenly Father. And I hope that is why you come, to glorify God together as the body of Christ. We serve and we give by God's grace. Our goal should not be just to do good deeds, although we want to do good deeds, but our goal is that the good deeds that we do, we do because of the grace of God in our life. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Probably 99.9% .9 of the time that you've ever heard that scripture used, they were talking about your money. I think it's deeper than your money. When you give of your time or your talent, don't do it grudgingly, but do it with a cheerful heart. Amen? You come and you're on the setup team with me on Thursday night and it's just you and me that show up, that's okay. Amen? Or you're tearing down after church and it's just you, that's okay. Do it with a cheerful heart through the grace of God because it's of Him. Okay? You come in and we got the setup all backwards. I've done that a couple of times. It's okay. Just flow with it. Change things. and Because um, we do it because of God's grace and to bring glory to Him. Amen? Maybe you work in children's. Well, none of you are working in children or you'd be there. But maybe you want to work with the children. And one day they're just terrible. Not any CIC kids are bad ever during children's time, but sometime it could happen. Well, don't let that get you down and discouraged and quit because you're doing it and you're giving of your time and your effort for the glory of God. The Bible exhorts us not to give out of guilt or grudgingly, but because it's a fantastic opportunity to participate in the kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1 through 4. 
Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For our bare witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. See, our service should be characterized by this kind of joyful attitude that when we abound and our pockets are full, we give. When things are going bad and our pockets may be empty, we still can give and serve. See, we need to understand that we don't give offerings to let us off the hook of serving people. And we don't serve to let us off the hook of giving offerings, okay? They go hand in hand. Serving and giving go together, and we are all responsible under God to bring him glory in these areas. So we should pray that God would help us to serve joyfully in his strength, that our motives would be pure in our service. God is expecting us to serve him by his grace. We serve and we give because we are part of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit who calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For no one is given the word of wisdom, or for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, 
So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing to the grace that is given us, let us use them, if prophecy, then for prophecy, in proportion to your faith. Our ministry, let it use it for our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. In 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, we have the uh, explanation of the importance of every member of the body of Christ and every gift that every member has. There is no member of the body of Christ that is less important than any other member. There is no gift that is less important than any other gift. God places us in the body of Christ and God gives gifts us according to his will. We serve and we give because we are part of the body of Christ. Let me ask you, how many of you got up this morning and you got dressed? All of you, unless you slept in your clothes yesterday. Now, let me ask you. How many of you used several different parts of your body just to get dressed? Okay. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, tomorrow try to get dressed without using your hands. This is a little difficult. Hopefully some of you drove here today and you used different parts of your body to get here. Foot on the accelerator, foot on the clutch, hands on the steering wheel, eyes on the road, hopefully not at your cell phone. Eyes on the road, hopefully not on your cell phone. Let's try that again. Eyes on the road, hopefully not on your cell phone. <laughs> Maybe we need to pray for repentance at the end of this message. <laughs> See, God is the one who puts the body together. And God is the one that gives us the gifts. So we can't argue with God how he places us in the body or the gifts that he gives us. One of my primary gifts in the body of Christ is that of serving. I love to serve people. So I have to use it and serve people. Sometimes I can get it out of balance. You know, it's like the cobbler's kids go barefooted and the carpenter's kids, the roof leaks and those things. Sometimes I can neglect my family by serving people in the church or others. We have to be careful that we use our gift according to God's grace and in his strength and not trying to find fulfillment for ourselves. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, But now God has set the members, each one in the body, as he pleases. What does this mean for us? It means we should serve the church where we can. Look for opportunities of service 
and step into those opportunities of service that fit in with your giftings. We, would, we should thank God for the gift he has given me, not complain because he hasn't given me the gift I want. I would love the gift of music and singing. But God has not blessed me with that gift, so I don't try to use that gift, and you should be happy. David Eddingson probably attests to that because I sat behind him today during worship. <laughs> I like to sing. But I can't carry a tune and I can't stay on in key, but God says it's a joyful noise and he's happy. So I thank God for giving me the gift of service and I don't try to go get some gift that he hasn't given me. He's given me the gift of preaching. I like that, or teaching. He hasn't given me some others. If you look through Scripture... There's about four different places that it lists gifts, and there's about 25 of them. He doesn't give them all to one person. He spreads them out, so together we make the body of Christ. We should not feel useless or discontent but merely because we are not serving in some way that we would like or the capacity that is out in front of everybody. Amen? There's a lot of activity that takes place for this service to happen. And there's only a handful of us that stand up front. But there's a whole lot of people behind the scenes that make this all work. And there are many ways to serve the church that are crucial for the functioning of the body of Christ. And then we should serve him with humility. 1 Corinthians 12, 21 to 26. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the foot, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable... On these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. And there should be no schism in the body. But that the members should have the same care one for another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one of the members is honored, all of the members rejoice with it. So none of us in the body of Christ can say to another member of the body of Christ, I don't need you. Even in our body, God made us perfect. And I've been told there are some parts of the body that you can live without. You can live without your tonsils, your adenoids, your appendix, some of these things. 
but there are functions that those parts of the body do that you are no, your body is no longer able to do. We need every part of the body of Christ. Every one of us is important and every one of us fits into the plan of God to make CIC. You all have a place and a part to play. See, we need to make sure that we stay humble and not get puffed up with pride when God puts us out front. Because I can tell you, God can very quickly take down your pride if you get prideful. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. I can remember as a young man sometimes making some very prideful statements of things that I could do with my motorcycle that ended in disaster. Because pride always goes before the fall. May we recognize and honor the service of every member, no matter if it's in front or behind the scenes. No matter how significant or insignificant it seems, let's honor everyone that serves. And a great way to do this when you come in and you see the folks greeting, say thank you for your service. These guys sitting here behind the table, thank them sometime for their service. The musicians, thank them for their service. Parents with kids, you should be really thanking all of the folks upstairs right now so that you can enjoy the service. And I noticed something this morning that I hadn't noticed before. Most of the parents bring toys for their kids. But the kids don't take them upstairs with them. They leave them with their parents so if the sermon gets boring, <laughs> the parents have something to do. Amen. <laughs> I said that to somebody in one brother's that had some toys. Somebody else said, hey, can I sit by you at, at church? You know. <laughs> So we serve with humility. Let me give you in closing some wrong attitudes about serving and giving. Serving for personal fulfillment rather than strengthening the body of Christ. Serving and giving out of guilt rather than gratitude. Serving and giving because you do not see, or not serving and giving because you do not see your serving and your giving as important. Well, I don't have a lot to give, so I'm not going to give my little bit. What did Jesus say was more valuable? The widow's two copper coins are the thousands of the wealthy. See, God looks at our heart when we give and serve. Another bad attitude is of serving and giving is doing it while grumbling that others in the church are not doing their fair share. Why do I have to do it all? Why aren't they doing it? Well, 
You worry about you and God and let God take care of them. Amen? Serving as little as possible and giving as little as possible because my heart has been captured by the world. Serving and giving to the point that is deemed acceptable by others rather than by God. Don't be forced into serving because you think that's the only way to heaven. Some of us come from backgrounds that are works-oriented. Be free. God has given you gifts. God has placed them inside of you and wants you to serve the body of Christ. But don't serve out of guilt and because you think that is what's expected of you. And if you don't do it, God's up in heaven with the big stick to beat you. And then lastly, I want to stress this one. Here's the wrong attitude. Exhausting yourself in service in your own strength rather than taking time to be refreshed in your relationship with God and serve out of His grace and His strength. Sometimes we can get so busy in the work of God that we forget the God that we're working for. We spend all of our time working for Him and doing stuff for Him that we don't have time to spend with Him. So, how can you be involved at CIC? Children. Matt gave a big push this morning. We need children's helpers. Hospitality, the welcome team, those that greet us as we come in. We need some guys on that team. Right now, it's mostly ladies. The music ministry, if you have that talent. Sound and media, do some of this. Social media team, we have a group of people that help keep the website up and do all of our publications and printing the cups and the brochures and all of those types of things. Set up and take down. Every Thursday night, we have to come in and set up this room. Every Friday after service, we have to take everything down. You can be part of that. Another need we have, every third week, we need somebody that's willing to help us set up communion. Make sure we have bread and juice and that kind of thing. Hosting or leading a life group. Take a visitor to lunch after service and giving of your finances. Those are just a few ways that we can serve and give as part of CIC. And lastly, Pastor Mark Deaver. I started with a quote from him and I want to end with a quote from him. For 2,000 years, God's people have faithfully served in the church. We are people who are driven to service because the Lord Jesus Christ has served us in unfathomable ways. May we be quick and zealous to serve each other in this church. And may our service flow from a passion for Christ. And, it may, be a char- and may it be characterized by great joy 
and thanksgiving. Robin, if you'd come up. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, I thank you that over the last month as we've talked about prayer and fasting and serving and giving, that, Father, you would help us to understand that you loved us when we were unlovely. You gave of your son while we were still your enemies. And Father, you want a deep personal relationship with each one of us. And Father, as we fast, pray, serve, and give, Father, help us to do it in your strength and by your grace that we may forever stay humble before you because Father your word says that without you we can do nothing but with you we can do all things Father help us to have the attitude when we come to church of not coming in of what can the church do for me but what can I do for the other members of the body of Christ that I fellowship with every week Father, first help us to come here to serve you and minister to you and to give our all to you. But then, Father, help us to look out and reach out to those around us, to others. Father, help us sometimes to remember not to look at someone that's different than ourselves not reach out to them but Father to go out of our way to make contact with those that maybe are not just like us, don't believe just like us, don't look just like us Father we thank you that we are one body of Christ and I thank you that you have placed the members of CIC into this body as it is your will Father, I thank you that you have given every member of this body gifts, gifts that are needed by the rest of the members of this body so that we can function properly. Father, I know most of the time, even in our own physical bodies, I don't pay a lot of attention to some of my internal organs, but without them, this body wouldn't function. I don't spend all of my time dwelling and thinking about my heartbeat. But, Father, it's there, and it's by your grace that it functions. So, Father, help us to take the time to thank those that are serving in the body and then to take the time to seek your face to see where do I fit in to this body of Christ in Kuwait called Crossroad International Church. And Father, we give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.